Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 42, 42 of my podcast, I Stand Strong. I, as always, am Teddy, coming at you from my bear cave in the concrete jungle of the beautiful Midwest. And if it unmutes, someone's here with me again. Yay! Oh, hello. <laughs> hello. So, the for, no, 42, huh? The answer 40, to everything? 40. Yes. I didn't even think about that part of it. It is yep. so. So I am officially Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy now. Yep, there you go. I got my tie to it finally. <laughs> you just got to you got to make up the, your anniversaries, you know. Yeah, there you go. Um, let me bring up my little sheet here. Um, so okay, yeah. So today I, I invited you on to do a companion to episode forty-one, which was some of my favorite comic writers. Oh, I haven't listened to that yet. Well, that's because it hasn't even. It's I just like put it oh, to set okay. to download in a couple weeks. Oh, um, okay, gotcha. But, you know, continuity of a podcast. Um, yeah, Inside Baseball there. You get to know that I usually have a couple op- episodes recorded ahead of time. Oh, even I didn't know that, so okay. There you go, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we're going to talk about some favorite comic artists, which I know this is like one we, we've talked about on at length in various times, but... It's, it's always fun to go back to this conversation, especially with some of the new ones we may have discovered or, you know, just talking about the good old faves. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I'm going to have too many new ones or very recent ones because uh, um, I'm way behind on reading my comics. I'm like two years behind. My stack is if huge. If it means anything, I think I don't have any, like, brand new artists. Like, most of mine are, I'd say, the latest like 20 2019 2020 maybe like cuz yeah. I don't remember when certain arcs of books came out that they may have worked on so wow okay. okay yeah so it's like that's probably the early, but most of mine are just like the good old faves yeah, well, I'm just pretty much going to riff off you here because uh, yeah, the, my invite came real last minute, so I'm, I'm not oh, really prepared. Oh, I, I, I realize <laughs> that, but plus, I'm pretty sure some of these I will bring up that you you will probably agree with and have something to say about. Pro- probably, probably. So since you, uh, since you didn't really have any prep time, I will throw one out there to start with, and maybe I'll, maybe I'll go old school just because I like his style, even though it's not everyone's style, and that is Joe, I'm going to mispronounce his name, Majorera. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I just, there's something about just that hulking brute style that he draws in. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that, that's a solid choice. I, 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 you know, I was there reading X-Men when he burst onto the scene. So uh, To so, be there uh, at that point in time. And it was, uh, yeah, I, I think he's phenomenal too. And uh, these days, I think he's doing a, like a character designs in video games mostly. Well, yeah, he's, Darksiders. Darksiders, uh, Battle Chasers became a video game. I keep forgetting he did Battle Chasers, so he also has the cheesecake side going for him too. There you go. Uh, yeah, but, <laughs> no, no, uh, no. That's a solid choice because when he hit, uh, it was it was electric. I mean, right after he burst onto the scene, a lot of copycats appeared too. Oh, I don't doubt that at all. Yeah, a lot um, of people that were a lot of people that were aping his style. I mean, and which which was. Uh, his timing was amazing because he he came onto the scene, you know, not too long after the Image Exodus. So Marvel was kind of was kind of uh, suffering from a a, a, la- a real lack in the talent pool, 
I mean, all their major artists got up and left and, and formed their own company. Oh, that's what you mean by the Image Exodus. I thought you were saying he came in after Image folded, and I'm like, really? I could have sworn he was part of Image. Okay, that I was misunderstanding the way you meant the Image Exodus. There. Uh, no, okay. no, no, no. He 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 came up, he came up, uh, uh, into Marvel around the time there that you go, okay. a little just a little while after Image was formed. Yeah. And see, you know what's really funny is I couldn't tell you what i've seen of his marvel stuff i always think of more of his like his battle chasers his um like i said the art design behind like dark siders like where the guys just like you know they're just stocky big build you know not really very proportionate most of the time no yeah yeah they'll, they'll have like the waist of a wasp but their upper body looks there there's something their muscular's and their shoulders are, are like football shoulder pads. They're, and they're they huge. have, like, gorilla arms because their arms yeah. probably hang down to, like, their knees. Yeah, yeah, way past the, way, way past the, the, what it should be, what, the middle of your thighs, probably. Yeah, so yeah, it's like, the, the proportions were always off, but his proportions always seem to work for his style was the thing, I yeah. think, that works. Yeah, like, that's the thing. Yeah, I don't think he, uh, I don't expect an artist to be anatomically correct as long as their, their style is pleasing. Yeah. Um, a, a good exa- a good example for that. I don't know if they're on your list. Is uh, is Humberto Ramos? His oh shit! I didn't. Uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that is a big omission for me. Like, but I I kind of went through this last minute too, and just kind of like looked through mm-hmm. some of my trades and looked through some of like, I mean, there's some of these that are always on the top of my head. Let's let's face mm-hmm. it. But. But yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he kind of had the same thing where you know the feet were always massively huge, the hands were huge, uh, and a lot of times their limbs contorted in ways that didn't were not correct, which worked great when he was on Spider-Man because you expect Spider-Man to look otherworldly in, in, in the way he moves. Even though I don't think they ever make, say Spider-Man has any gym, you know, like gymnastic ability, I've always kind of thought of him as like, oh, he has to have some kind of gymnastic training because, yeah, look at the positions he goes into, like the deep splits as he's shooting the web between his legs or something. Well, well, yeah, because remember, he has the strength and agility of a spider. Yeah, so it's like it's it's one of those things. So like, yeah, a little bit of uh, of um, exaggerated doesn't hurt on spider-man that's for sure no but but that, that was my, that's the point i was making is a ex- exaggerated features and whatnot and completely ignoring anatomy is is perfectly fine in my book yeah if it's aesthetically pleasing if you're rob liefeld and you don't know how to draw anatomy at all <laughs> that's another thing <laughs> well no then you just don't put hands or feet in any images yeah yeah um okay well then you know Going from completely inaccurate, like you, you kind of gave me a good segue on this one from like the exaggerated styles of Joe. Yeah, I can't pronounce his last name. I tr- I give up on it because I suck. Um, <laughs> to somebody who is probably one of the most anatomically correct people I've ever seen draw something, but he also writes all of his own stuff. Terry Moore. Yeah. Stands yeah. out to me like like you can look at a Terry Moore image and know it's his. Mm-hmm. But on top of the fact that he everything he does, no two people look alike. No. But at the same time, it is so am- amazingly beautiful and just the the you know, you have all the different you don't have everybody looking you know, super thin. Like I mean, Strangers in Paradise. You know, you have the two main characters. One's a little heavier set, a little more natural body. The other one's a little more sexy. I guess you and, could say. And, and, and it's a real testament to to his uh, his skill as a cartoonist, because no 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 two people 
look alike in a black and white book. That's not easy to pull off. And see, that's, that's something like I always kind of like... You know what's funny is if I try to look back and think about his his comics, I don't picture him in black and white in my head because it's almost like my uh-huh. mind puts color in there for it. I did I did the same thing with Bone. I mean, it, it, you don't know you don't see it as black and white when you're reading it. Yeah, well, I think it's just the imagination takes over, uh-huh. and that's that is a testament to the artist. Yeah, like the fact they can make it so clear in just line work and a little uh-huh. bit of shading. We'll be fair, yeah. and. Your mind can fill in the rest, and you can picture everything in this world in full color somehow. Yeah, I could only think of two characters that look too too similar in 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 his uh, series, and that was Tambi and uh, uh, Rachel from Rachel Rising. See, I didn't read, I haven't read Rachel Rising yet, so uh, I don't know. They're both tall, blonde women, and so it's like they're. They, so, it's hard to tell them apart okay. sometimes. Okay. See, I could see but, that, but but for but no, for the most part, your point stands that yeah, it's he what he does with how with the way he limits limits himself. You know, he doesn't use color. Uh, it's amazing that he, that he's able to sh- show such variety. And and you know, he could have easily also he wasn't, but he could have also easily been on my top favorite comic writers as well because like the fact oh, yeah. that he does all of his books himself is just like to me that's a tour de force right there i mean he, he he writes it draws it inks it letters it it's like what and and practically publishes know. it oh well, yeah, yeah yeah i was gonna say i think his wife is his publisher so well i think he i think like what was it his really early stuff wasn't it he pretty much published it and like him and his wife published himself but then like the later ones they started getting deals with comic distributors Yes, uh, well, and there was also a brief period where he was part of Image. It was real brief. It was uh, it was it was just for like I don't know how many issues of Strangers of Paradise, but it wasn't very many. But yeah, oh, okay. he, so so he's bounced around, but but no, but he's done a lot on his own. So, but yeah, I mean, Strangers in Paradise still still stands out as probably like I mean, given it's a heady read, it's not one I'd read like on a on like a, a yearly basis. But at some point in time, I'm going back and rereading that book because it is a beautiful, just slice of life. Everybody owes, story. It to their, everybody owes it to themselves to 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 read it at least once. I yep, mean, it is. Especially if, if you're a fan of the medium, or even if you're not, I think that'd be a great one to give to somebody where they're like, "Comics are for kids," and you're like, "No, oh, no. they are art." Read give, this. Give, give this, give this some time. And given the the version I have is not really the easiest thing to read because I have that big omnibus. It's like the two huge collections. Yeah, they're, you know, they're like a, fo- a phone book from the nineties. Yeah, you need. Yeah, <laughs> kids, ask your parents. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> how long has it been since there's been a phone book? Um, well, the, I, we still get them around here, but they, they're like so small they just stick them in your door. See, I haven't I haven't seen one in probably like five or six years. Yeah, yeah, they're the basically like booklets, and it's just yellow pages. Oh, so it's only like the the like businesses anymore than the the businesses that are run by boomers or something that you know yeah. they don't know how to get with the times. Okay, that that's fair. That's yeah. I, could, I could see that. Yeah, that, that, that's a good that's a good one. But but that made me think of Jeff Smith. Is I, I like him for the same reasons. His his well, art's clean, and uh, and I can't argue with that one. Yeah, and, I, and he and he just. Uh, it, even though it's black and white, it's still a fully realized world. It's amazing. I think my only catch so far with Bone is there are times where I 
lose track of whether like there's two of the bones that I'm I'm I get a little bit mixed up sometimes. Yeah, but they're they're almost ancillary characters, so it doesn't really matter in the long run. Well, no, I mean, I, this, I mean just like as far as looks wise, because there's the main char- the main bone. Um, yeah, I can't. I uh, I, I, I suck uh, at the names. Uh, was it phone bone? Phone bone, and then there's the the huckster one that looks yeah. almost identical to him. Yeah, and then there's the tall, lanky one. That one's easy to tell apart because he's yeah. taller, lankier. Yeah, they gave him it, but like the two. Like almost look identical, except for the the huckster ones. Always got his like like sometimes has a cigar in his mouth. Yeah. Well, and phone always has a, his t shirt with a star on it. Oh, there you go. Okay, I guess I forget about that part sometimes. But yeah. yeah. But no, that yeah, he's he's got a very clean style. But then when he does draw a person like Thorn, woo! Yeah, it's so pretty. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, and I love I love the grandma as well. The the cow racing grandma. Uh huh. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I look forward to you finishing that series and let, let, tell me what you think. Oh, I do too. Um, yeah. Let's see. Where I I've got like nine choices here, so I'm kind of just like picking them. Um, nice. Okay, I'm gonna go with one that I actually didn't like his interior work for a while until he did work on the greatest character ever made, Thor, and that is okay. Asad Ribic. <laughs> Looking at his older stuff, like he didn't, he couldn't do interiors well because I don't think he had the storytelling part down to his. But he always had beautiful yeah. images. Mm-hmm. But then you get to the God Butcher, God, uh, God Bomb arc, and it's like, is this the same guy that I was seeing doing great covers but shitty interiors a while back? Yeah, or I shouldn't say yeah. shitty interiors because he always had he has decent artists just like. His ability he, he to tell no the story, story. Yeah, the ability to tell a story in his painterly style was not there early on. Yeah, there's a lot of artists like that that, are, that make really beautiful covers, but yeah, their their uh, their panel panel storytelling is kind of weak. Uh, that uh, Simone Bianchi is another one like that. <laughs> That's the other one that was that was in my head that I was like, yeah, was, I remember, was it? Yeah, because we've had we, like I said, we've had this conversation many a times, and I remember that one coming up, and it's like the first time you brought up, I looked up, I'm like, okay, yeah. Beautiful art storytelling wasn't always there. No, and you and you could tell you could see that from, coming from a mile away. If you look, if you read a comic book, but just flip through the pages, ignore the word bubbles, and and ask yourself, can I follow what's? A, do I have a gist of what's happening in the story? You know, and and with his with his that Simone Bianchi, no, you have no idea what's happening. Okay, this even, this is even with word bubbles, you're like. Wait. Yeah. How much? How am I supposed to read this page? Yeah, but no, that that made me think of something that maybe you'll know off the top. If you don't, it's not a big deal. But who did the art on the month? Was it month of mourning after Human Torch's death? I I couldn't tell you. I don't remember because that person had storytelling without a single goddamn word in most of that comic. Yeah, I'm gonna try to look it up, and and I, I won't I, I won't use my noisy keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, but it was no Assad Rubik though. Like I do have some of his earlier work because um, he did a trade. I can't remember who wrote the the story, but he did a trade called Thor and Loki Blood Brothers, which was really good, beautiful art. That, but like you said, you could tell the storytelling was a little bit wonky, like as far as the art goes. Uh huh. But then, like I said, it was weird because, like, all of a sudden, you know, like, I remember hearing, you know, he was coming on to Thor with, with Jason Aaron. I'm like, oh, no, don't. 
I hope he's better. <laughs> and like that is now some of my favorite stuff that's been put out there. So, uh-huh. oh, it. Um, I I just looked it up and, and I'm like, oh yeah, okay, I remember it, it, he was phenomenal. Was a uh, it was Nick uh, Nick Dragota. Oh shit! Was it really Dragota? Yeah. Oh god! Like I love the fact I say that name. Like anybody who would know who the hell Dragota is, Nick Dragota is, but like he's one of those names. Like you, you heard a lot for a while there, and it's like I haven't don't remember hearing his name recently though very much. I don't know if he, is it, is his series at East of West is that still going? I don't think it is. I don't know. I fell off that one a while back. So yeah, but, but that's the last thing I remember him doing. So. I didn't even remember he did that one because been so long since I've read East of West, but yeah, but he was a phenom- He's a phenomenal artist. I say I, I almost said was like he's dead, but <laughs> yeah, no, he's not dead. Um, but yeah, no, Assad Rubik, painterly style, beautiful uh-huh. painterly style. His more recent stuff, though, eh, he, can he, he he's fallen into this thing where uh, everybody's face looks the same and they all have trout mouth. Oh, so okay. So it's it's more of a, a character design flaw than a storytelling flaw. Then oh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I was gonna say because I was wondering if like I was gonna say if it only worked in that one thing. I'm wondering if it was because Jason Aaron's like script was so clear, like there was be. no way to be. break away from it, kind of thing. Yeah, that's that's entirely possible. But no, that that's a great great choice. I definitely agree with that one. Okay. Um, okay, we'll go to one that I, I really like in the right in the right circumstance. And I, I'm going to say this next part. You're going to probably know who I'm talking about because he has three faces in his arsenal. Those three and faces. And it doesn't are, matter. It does not matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter when he's on the right book. But if he's on the wrong book, it totally matters. Uh, Steve Dillon. You uh, know, artist on one of the greatest books ever written, Preacher. As the well, greatest book ever written. The great, like I said, I I <laughs> talked about this last episode. I know you weren't here to hear it, so I'll just say it. It's like to me, it's like it's one of those ones. Like it's always in the top two to three, but it yeah. may be the best. It may be second or third, depending on my feeling that day. Yeah, that's fair. But no, for me, I I, I think preach. I still think preacher is not just the best comic book story ever written. It's one of it's the best story ever written. It's so good. But it's hard to explain to someone what that book is. What, yeah. You can't argue with that. But then, but no, I knew exactly who you were talking about when you when you started saying, "Oh, he only does three faces." I'm like, "Yeah," and it doesn't matter. Yeah. He's on the right book. It's amazing. Well, well, maybe four because he has the old haggard woman. He has a regular woman. Then he has your your typical like your just average Joe man face, and then he has your hag your like just like you know the haggards. Total, yeah, haggard been through all the shit face. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, Preacher, um, all of his stuff on Punisher, I think, works amazing because mm-hmm. he doesn't have to be real. You know, you don't have to get too creative with faces with Punisher in my eyes. I, I think a lot of it has to do with uh, pairing pairing with uh, Garth Ennis because uh, Garth Ennis, uh, with, the story that, with the stories that he's telling, you don't need pretty art. You almost don't want pretty art. Um, You know, I could... I've never thought about that, but I could argue that. But I also don't. Th- I don't think Steve Dillon, by any rights, by any means, has like ugly art. He just has oh, no, grizzled no. art. I think is a better. Right. It's, yeah, yeah. It's simple, but it's it's definitely feels a bit grimy when it needs to. Yeah. 
I could see that. I guess I never thought, like I said, I never really thought about that, but I can definitely see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. There you go. I, I learned something. I, I realized something new today, thanks to your wonderful insight. Huh. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, but no, but yeah, he, like, but I remember when he did the run on, was it Thunderbolts? And, like, you could see, like, oh, look, so-and-so has Jesse, you know, Jesse Custer's face. And, oh, look, the Hulk has the Saint of Killer's face. Yeah. yeah. And all the women have the same face. All of them look like, all of them look like Tulip. Yep. Wearing, wearing a different, it's like cosplay Tulip. She has yeah. a different outfit every panel. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is now in my head canon. His Thunderbolts is just everybody from Preacher and Cosplay. <laughs> hey, try, re- try reading it through that lens and see. You might enjoy it more. Oh, geez. Well, I, I, admittedly, I didn't read a whole lot of it. That was one of those ones where it's like, when they did that Thunderbolts run, I had no interest in it because I didn't like the, the team they had put together for it. It just mm-hmm. didn't, didn't strike me. Like I liked the, the Suicide Squad-esque team that Jeff Parker mm-hmm. did. Well, you know, and... Uh, um, and I also just want to throw out there because this is the first artist we've had where I, and on your list so far, uh, rest in peace. It's a shame that he's gone so soon. I totally forgot Steve Dillon had passed away. I mean, uh, that, well, if we were going to do it in memoriam for some amazing artists that are no longer with us, he's on there. Um, Darwin Cook. Dar- Darwin Cook's on there. Uh, Mike Rowingo's on there. I mean, there's some Darwin, phenomenal talent. Darwin Cook's another one that I don't have on here, shockingly. I didn't wow. even think about Darwin Cook, wow. and going going to Darwin Cook instantly makes me think of Doc Shaner. Doc Shaner's not on here. I don't know how. Wow, well, that's all right. I mean, you, you can't. You, do you plan to do a three hour podcast? No, and that's the, that's the whole <laughs> thing. It's like, yeah, it was like, yeah, I, I'd have to have a really long podcast to cover every artist that's ever caught. I uh, trust me, I understand that, but. I know that's wow. a solid one, and, and I, I I'm gonna bring it up because I know uh, I don't I doubt it he's on your list. But when you mentioned Jeff Parker, I immediately went to uh, Gabe Hardman. He's not on here, but Hardman and Parker were a hell of a team. Uh huh. And, and the reason I would I would bring up Gabe Hardman is at first glance when you look at his art, I don't think it's particularly attractive, but it's his panel to panel storytelling. That are it's completely off the charts, and, and, and then I only, and then later on after I, I fell in love with his art style and, and actively s- was seeking out his work, I later learned it's like his his previous career was he was a storyboard artist. I'm like okay, that makes sense why he's able to do the panel to panel so I, well. I know that well you you can't even see it, but neither can anybody listening. But I have a Gabriel Hardman. I think it's art. Is it? Yeah, it is signed by both Parker and Hardman from Red Hulk, and it's the one where you have Iron Man's mask, and it's a reflection of the Red Hulk in the mask. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I love that cover. <laughs> no, no, he's fantastic. And lately, uh, well, I don't know. I shouldn't say lately. The last thing I heard uh, that he was working on, like he was doing a lot of stuff with Dark Horse with their um, with their uh, like Aliens line, and, and I think he did some of this. He did he did that that one Star Wars book that was really good right before. Dark Horse lost the license. Where it was a, it was like a descendant of Han Solo. It was a girl. Remember that? She was like, a, she was. Uh, I can't remember what it was called, but it had like a girl that was like a a a, a distant ancestor of, of Han Solo, and, and she was like a like a junk collector. 
I don't remember reading a whole lot of the Star Wars stuff at Dark Horse or at Marvel. So that well, the only, only reason I read it was because Gabe Hardman was doing the art, and it, and it was amazing. It was absolutely. And I, if I remember right, I think, I think his wife was the was the that Karina Becko. Uh, I think she was the the writer on it. Okay, this is all sounding really familiar. I've probably read it and just don't remember it now. Yeah, because yeah. this is sounding really, really familiar. But you know, like you're talking about artists that you track down stuff from, and like I can only think of one that's not on here. Um, and unfortunately, she has never captured the the beauty that I found in the first book I ever read of hers. Like mm-hmm. storytelling, at least wise. I think I think her art is always fascinating to me, and that's Emma Rios. If you remember her from Pretty Deadly, yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, yeah, that yeah, book was a mess. But her yeah, art is beautiful. Yeah, yeah, you were always more of a fan of her than I was. I I, I I never gravitated to her art. I like the the like whimsical, almost like you know, like ethereal look to her art. Um, so yeah, I mean, she wasn't on here originally, but we'll, we'll talk about it real quick. Cause like the first thing I ever saw her in was, uh, a book called Hexed, which is about a, like basically like a paranormal thief. Like she worked for a collector of, um, like spirits or something like that. And her name was Lucy. Lucy mm-hmm. something or other. But anyways, and yeah, she would go in and steal, like steal these, like, paranormal artifacts and whatnot for this lady and she was also like somehow tied to a demon of some kind that's what gave her like the special abilities but that book is beautiful and then she started doing stuff like she did uh like i said that pretty deadly which i think looked good but the storytelling was impossible to put together um and then the other thing she did that was really good was i think it was dr strange was it season one or Whatever, the, like when Marvel was doing those like one shot novels, uh-huh. um, and they did, yeah, they, it was like basically like it would be like a, a graphic novel of just like their origin story. Well, she did the Doctor Strange one, and it uh-huh. really worked for Doctor Strange. But yeah, unfortunately, I think she's like, and I haven't heard of her doing anything in a long time now. So she might have like gotten out of the American comic book market as far as I know, but Oh. Huh. Yeah, yeah, I I remember you really liking her style and and it just it just didn't work for me though. But and that, you know, to teach her own Oh no, I freely admit that. that like she she wouldn't be everyone's cup of tea. Yeah. Because it, well, it it is so out there. Well then again, you know, I don't think everybody would like Gabe Hardman's style either, but Yeah, I, but they're wrong. <laughs> I always gravitate towards towards those gritty ones. I think because uh, another one that I was thinking of when I was when I was mentioning uh, when I was mentioning Hardman was uh, Michael Lark is another fantastic one where he does he where he did like a uh, Gotham Central. Oh, okay, yeah, I could I could see that. And uh, he also did uh, quite a bit of that uh, that Captain America run where Bucky was a uh, stepped up as Cap. Yeah, well, going gritty, you could also put like Sean Phillips on there. Like, who does a better, like, gritty noir art than Sean Phillips? Especially exactly. when he's working with Ed Brubaker. Exactly. But, yeah, so I, 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 I could see that. I, I, Michael Lark, like, you said the name, and it sounded so familiar, but I couldn't put my finger on where I'd heard it before until you said mm-hmm. that. 
Um, yeah, where he has like a real realistic looking style, and his panel panels tell it story. I wonder yeah. if he has a, a film industry background too, because uh, he gives a he gives a real similar vibe to that Hardman does. I wouldn't be sh- I wouldn't be shocked if a lot of them do, because let's face it, comics is not good money. So I bet there's a lot of artists that probably do. Well, storyboarding and stuff. Uh, I, I shouldn't say it's not good money. It's but you have to be at a another level to be making good money, probably out of right. comics. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, because so I wonder how many of them do have like even if it's like advertising, storyboarding, or oh, I'm sure there's a lot, especially with advertising. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, now, 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 now I'm gonna go a little a little cheesecakey because this is one of my favorite ones. I think this okay. is another one that we we. I can't. I can't remember if he's passed or not. J. Scott Campbell. Oh no, he's still around. Okay, for some reason I thought. Oh no, it was the guy that. Uh, You're thinking of Michael Turner. Michael Turner was the one I was thinking of that passed away. Okay, yeah, no, J. Scott Campbell. Like he is cheesecakey, but he's that fun cheesecakey where it's it's exaggerated enough to be like va va voom, but not. Uh-huh. Not to the point where like you're like okay, this is this is Zenoscope. Yeah. <laughs> um like his stuff with Danger Girl like I have collected like every volume of Danger Girl in trade now because nice. that, even though even though he doesn't do the interior art most of the time anymore but you're always guaranteed to get a good J Scott Camp- Campbell cover. Um I was I was trying to grab it and bring it up to the camera so you could you could see it but That's right you have you the art she- book don't you? Uh not a J Scott Campbell one but that one oh. with that Bruce Tim one that naughty and nice. Mm. I was going to show that one to you. Like you want to talk about cheesecake? There you go. Well, that and that's that's another artist that stands out. But uh-huh. like I don't really think of his comic work as much as I think of his uh, animation work, so to speak. Uh huh. Yeah, the, ba- the Batman animated series. Yeah, yeah. but that bu- that art book that was shocking. Like yeah. when you got that one, I'm like, uh, is this the same guy? Because um. <laughs> Oh yeah, he has a real perverted mind. But there's that's a whole right. lot of titties. Yes, there is. There's, but no, Jay Scott Campbell, he's awesome. I, I mean, I, I, that that was another one where I, I was there as the issues were coming out when Gen Thirteen was coming out. Gen Thirteen, there's another one that's like I love that. I love that that book. I mean, yeah, that one. I think the art in that one definitely is a little rougher, <laughs> but it's still awesome. I still love gen, the old Gen Thirteen stuff. Um, like, and, and admittedly, I like a lot, a lot of the older, old image, like early image stuff. Uh-huh. Even if like some of it doesn't date well now, like I mean, I, I don't think like a lot of early Todd McFarlane really holds up real well either. No, no. But yeah, you could say that for most of of the early wave or the first wave of image books, the storytelling sucked. And then you got the complete opposite in Jim Lee, where his art early on was great. His art, and anytime he does art now, I'm like, yeah, I can, I can pass because it looks like he's just taken old art and traced over it real quick. Uh huh. Yeah, he, he he recycles a lot of poses these days. It's like, come on, man, come yeah. on. And that's a shame because, like, I always I, I love to see his name on the front of a book, but then it's like you open it up and you real you remember you're like, oh, that's right. This is like. Phony Jim Lee, and I always hate when I, I hate these days when he when he uh, launches a book. You're like, and, and, you know, and with with superstar creator Jim Lee, and you're like, dude, he's only going to be there for three issues. Don't get too excited, people. Three issues. You're lucky if you get a whole <laughs> one issue. 
Yeah, it's just stupid, but uh, but uh, no, but but with that being said, he's one of my favorite artists ever. Oh no, yeah, you you can't you know like Batman Hush, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, and like these are there's going to be a lot of tangents on here. I'm realizing because it's like it's so easy to riff off of one artist and go to others that stand uh-huh. out. Yeah. I mean, look at this. We went from uh, you know from J. Scott Campbell. Now we're talking about Jim Lee. And then, yeah. of course, you know, you go to the opposite of images, the sh- the complete shit that is the Rob Liefeld we've already uh, mentioned, <laughs> yeah. who can't even draw Superman without making him look like he has breast implants. Oh, man. Did, did you ever see that image that he did, uh, uh, that one, Captain America cover? Oh, sorry. It was Captain America, not Superman. That's the one he did <laughs> where he looks like he has, like, breast implants or something because yeah, his chest yeah. is just, like, his chest is huge and he's got, like, the tiny head. Uh-huh. uh-huh. It's like, wow. <laughs> Wow. Do you do, do you even look at people? Because <laughs> I think you can have better anatomy just looking at other people. He must look at people through a funhouse mirror or something. It's weird. That could be. What, what's, what's, what's next on your list there? Um, okay, I guess... I, I guess I'll go with one that, like, this is one that you introduced me to, and I think you'll probably have a lot more to say about him than I do, but his art does always stand out to me, and that's Ryan Otley. Mm. Well... Ryan Otley, I think he's he's writing he's in that same camp with like Joe Madureira and whatnot. Oh yeah, and that's I think that's what I like about because like like I said he's that one that I'd love to get like an I want I'd love to get a commission of him holding like have him like invincible holding up like Frog Thor by the cape and kind of looking at yeah. him quizzically because yeah. that would just be such a fun image and I love his character even though I've read very little of Invincible. I love the character design work in there. Uh-huh. And he's another one that I know when he does Spider-Man, it's beautiful. It works. He has His the flow Spider-Man for it. Fun. Um, piling up in my backlog right now is uh, he, he left Spider-Man. He moved on to uh, Incredible Hulk. I can't wait to look at mm. those. those it- I'm, int- I'm intrigued by it because it could work, but I could also see that being like, I don't know, like, to me, like I, when I think of Ryan Otley art, I don't think of a big hulking dude. I always think of like you know, like Invincible, Invincible, and Spider Man are both kind of right. like average right. build, you know, tight, you know, typical, more typical tights looking character. But I'm intri- I'm intrigued to know what he'd make the Hulk look like. Yeah, and yeah, um, no, no, he's a solid choice. I, I love his art too because uh, it's it's clean. His lines are clean. He seems to really like uh, scenes of brutality. Oh, yeah, and I was going to say, that's the other thing, is he looks, he has this, like, real kind of, like, cartoony art style, like I said, exaggerated in the right places, but man, when he does a violent scene, he doesn't pull back. No, no. It's, uh, so- sometimes it's a bit much, but but you can tell he's having fun with what he's doing. Who is, was it, that just made me, like, for some reason, the, the talking about doing violent images, but having them be fun, oh, what was the name of that? Was it Joelle Jones? Was she a writer? Or was she the artist? I want to say it was Joelle Jones is the one that did, did the art for Helheim, and then she later did the book uh, Lady Killers. Oh yeah, uh huh. Where she has that really like beautiful art, but when she does a brutal scene, oh yeah, it's brutal. It's um, I, I I like her too. She she had a she had a real controversial period though because she got she was caught got caught tracing other people's work. <sighs> like oh yeah that that kind of that hurts their credibility in my eyes. 
Yeah, that's unfortunate because she's she's one of those ones. Like I said, I really like. I want to say it's now. Now you got me wanting to Google real quick here. Let's see if I can Google on my phone <laughs> without messing stuff up. But but what are you, what are you trying to look up? Uh, Helheim, because I want to make sure she was the artist on that one, because that was a great comic book that was written by Colin Bunn. Um, okay, there you go. Was that a, uh, was he a writer that came up? Did no, actually, he wasn't. Although he he could have easily been because for just six gun alone, that is that is a good one. Yeah, but like oh, he, I think I I think everything he's written has been. Like interesting, at least. Uh huh. You know, okay. six gun. But uh, along those lines of like, like Joe Madureira and uh, J. Scott Campbell, I was, I was thinking, uh, and and then it got us to a, uh, 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 to uh, who were we just talking about a minute ago? Oh, Ryan Otley. Okay, it was Joel Jones. Uh, okay, sorry. Okay, it's cleared up. It was Joel Jones <laughs> in that. But uh, along with the, oh, we're paused. No, we're not. The image probably was because I was switching back to my list. Okay. Oh, goodness, but uh, no, no. Along those lines of like Ryan Otley, it got me to thinking of because when we were talking, when you were saying, uh, "Oh, he's on Hulk," I'm not sure if that's for him. Um, I have an artist that I thought was phenomenal on Hulk, and I think it's criminal how short his run was. Was that uh, Mateo Scalera? Do you remember what what his art looked like on there? His Mateo Scalera's panels are amazing. Like they, they always look like they have a lot of motion to them. A lot I of speed. I don't think I ever saw his Hulk stuff, oh, but I want to say he did. I almost want to say he did some of the art on Jeff Parker's Thunderbolts run after it became Dark Event. Got renamed Dark Avengers. Okay, where he had um, Scar, son of. Son of Hulk in there. Okay. No, his style is uh, his panels were so kinetic, like they just looked like they, yeah, they just they were just crackling with energy. I wonder what he's doing these days. I I know he did a series called Black Science at Image, which was really good. So but saw, but that, that I saw the book when I read it. Up. Yeah, saw but that, that wrapped up a long yeah. time ago. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. yeah. Uh, there, but there's so there are so many artists that have like their unique tick that just like. It like you know it sings when they use their unique tick, yeah, yeah. And it is always amazing when someone can cover motion really well in a comic to the point like you can just look at an image and you, there's no doubt what motion is happening in that. Like uh-huh. you know, like like the you know the the Ramos or the Otleys with Spider Man, where you, I look at those images, you can tell he's sw- like you can tell if he's swinging or he's yeah. just standing there or he's doing a heroic pose on a building. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, that's. Well, who's I, next on your hit list? Ooh. Okay. Um. I'm gonna go with another like kind of like sleeper hit because I've only seen her do like two books, but when or well, no, sorry, one book. One was just covers with Gail Simone on Red Sonia, and that is that Jenny Friesen. Uh, oh, she did yeah. the art on her co- uh, Revival. Her co- her gorgeous. And she did the oh, art in Revival. Did she? Yeah, she, she did, was. The, she did the interior. Work? She wow. was the full book on, like, even doing the the issue where it was all Calvin and Hobbes looking almost. She did the oh, art wow. on it. Okay, then I'm in agreement with you there because Revival was amazing. But yeah, I think after Revival, she went to doing. Um, she went to mostly doing covers because I know like she had covers for the Gail Simone Red Sonia book. 
uh-huh. which Gail Simone was on my writers list. I, I okay. love when they put her in the when editorial gets the fuck out of her way. She's amazing, but you can tell real quick when editorial's not letting her do what she wants to do. Uh huh. I, I like how your list uh, you've represented women quite a bit on your list here. And I that wasn't you know it's not like I went out of my way like oh I got to make sure the women are represented or anything like that. It was just there. There's a lot of female artists. There are a couple of female artists that stand out to me. No, no, I think that's great because I, I honestly, if I were to put together a list for this, I probably would have I would have overlooked them all. Really? Well, I mean, I guess yeah. I guess it also goes though to I mean, it's like let's face it, you are you are more into the capes and tights stuff than yeah, most of my true. reading. Most of my reading, like you know, like she's like revival is, you know, so far removed from <laughs> capes and tights. We we we, uh, we seem to travel in different lanes on a lot of our entertainment. Like with with, with comics, I'm like capes and tights, and you're you're usually the more grounded stuff. And like in video games, I'm always you're you're like the more sto- you're like the more storyline heavy is you know type ties titles. But and I'm like, I just want fun gameplay. I and don't this care is what this is. is what I think makes <laughs> the conversation so fascinating when we get into one of these because it's like it is kind of funny to like yo yeah be able to pick apart like oh man I guess I never thought about the fact that like yeah I'm more into the grounded with or like I wouldn't even say grounded but more supernatural with. I guess I don't. I don't know the proper term. Like, I guess grounded is pretty close because I do love a good story where it's like every everyday people. It, you don't need a superhero in the world for it to be a great story. But yeah. I do love my superhero stories. Let's face it, yeah. I've got plenty of them. Mm-hmm. But do I tend to like those superhero characters when they make them feel more human most of the time? Yeah. Well, you know that that's just thing, but like with like I said with Jenny Friesen though, like beautiful art. Yeah, her covers were like next level. Don't get me wrong, but like I love the interior art on that, especially the point with the little girl talking about she didn't want to go to sleep. That that panel will haunt me. <laughs> that series was so good. That that's one of those. That's one of those ones. Like if 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 somebody were to come up to me and said, "Here, you've got like." $20 million to get a, a comic book of your choice, start getting it produced to be a TV show, that would be one of them. I think that that would be an amazing TV show, even if it only went for like three seasons. Yeah. Ah, God, I love Revival. But... <laughs> no, are you sure? Cause I, I, I'm not taking away from her being the, um, you know, like I being an amazing artist, because she is, but... I could have sworn she did the interiors on that. No, no, Mike, Mike Norton did the interiors. Did he? Re- oh, that's right. Maybe she did only do the covers. Well, Which shit, maybe she's... All the, all the covers were haunting. Maybe so, yeah. she's just like Amanda Connor, where it's like it's easier to get a cover art than it is to get her to do interiors. But I know I know she's... Done, I could have sworn she did interiors on that. But no, you're right. I thought about... But then no, he, no, he stands oh, no, out no, no, too, no, no, though. I, so. Now you got me going there. So, Amanda Connor, did she make your damn list? She is. <laughs> All right, yes. Well, you can't... Dude, how could the person behind doing the art with for Garth Ennis on the pro not be on this fucking list? Oh, God. So good, so good. <laughs> and another one where she can be completely, like, wholesome when she wants to be, but when she wants to go raunch, she can do it. But if there was a Mount, a Mount Rushmore for cartooning... Um, 
she would absolutely be on because I think, in my opinion, I think she is she is the industry best at facial expressions. Oh yeah, easily in my opinion. And but like, if I had a Mount Rushmore, she'd be on it. Uh, um, shit, who did we just talk about? Um, Terry Moore would be on there for cartooning. And the, the, it's it's a, it's a small list, but. But no, but the, you know, then you know, I don't know too many other artists that could have made the uh, the whole sequence in Power Girl that she like the Power Girl run she did, where like every time she walks across the room, like somebody just happens to be holding up like two melons or something over her uh-huh. naked boobs, or yeah, yeah they, they did the Austin Powers thing, yeah. yeah. And I don't think I think a lot of artists would have tried that and made it look hokey. Somehow, hers just worked. No, I mean I know I just I just said if I did a favorites list I, I probably wouldn't have included any women, but no I probably would have included her because she's easily yeah. top top three favorite artists for me. And you know like once again she's another one of those ones that I got to meet going to one of the cons and I am so happy I got to meet her at one point in time. Yeah. She was so awesome, and I remember I had to like I remember I went and got my Harley Quinn I think it was issue zero signed from her because that was when she had the cover art for. It was like the first uh-huh. one she did the cover for. And then I got you. I think it was a Power Girl print uh-huh. with her signature uh-huh. on it. I'm like, I'm not yeah. meeting her without getting Tony something. Yeah, I, I still need to get that uh, framed. because I, I do want that on my wall. And she's also one of those ones that it's like her face lit up when I, when I made a reference to how much I loved the pro. <laughs> and because like you could tell like she probably didn't hear it all that often. Which is sad. That's a shame. That's a shame. That's a fun, fun book. That book. But that book is so unnecessarily raunchy Uh and glorious for it. Uh huh. The Superman got a Superman character blowing off the wing of a freaking airplane. But no, that's a great, great choice. What, what, was she was she next on your list there, or were you going? She was on like I I didn't know where I was going next because I I think I've I'm down to like pretty much yeah I've got like two more on here now that you oh, okay, you threw Amanda great. Connor out there. Um, but no, no, she's she's phenomenal. Her yeah. I can't say I can't say enough how good she is at facial expressions. Yeah. You're never you're you're never questioning what that character is thinking, and she is she is one of those where you don't have to look at the, you don't have to look at the word bubbles. You you can get a rough idea of what's going on on the yeah. page. Oh, definitely, yeah. And, and like I said, and plus her art is fun to look at. Like mm-hmm. looking at a panel, even if there's something serious going on, there's somehow it's just so much fun. Her art style, and the sad thing is. Yeah, she is so much of a perfectionist that getting her to do commissions or interior artwork is, I guess, really difficult anymore. That's why she only does covers. Yeah, yeah, I remember telling Um, you about that because I I wanted a commission from her so bad. And isn't she (laughs) married to a a writer? Palmiotti. Yeah, yeah, Jimmy Palmiotti. He's awesome, too. I've I've had back and forth with him over Twitter, and yeah, he's a fun guy. Oh, well, to be married to her, I'd hope he would be. Yeah, yeah, he's cool. He's really cool. Um, okay, so I'm actually gonna like I, I I realized this is a big omission for me that I ha- I'm just gonna kind of give a almost an honorable mission because I don't uh, mention because I don't know how much you'll really have to say it, but this is going way back, so to speak. Well, way back to the '80s. Walt Simonson. How did I not mention Walt? Put Walt Simonson on this list. You don't like Walt Simonson? Like, 
I love his art for the time period. Given, does it hold up great in a more modern setting? No. But for that time period, plus maybe it's also because like his stuff with Thor was iconic. For the longest time, like he was the Thor artist. Uh, and uh. so like seeing that stuff always stands out to me. Is he a perfect artist? No. Uh, I, I respect his place in, in history and what, and what he does for the industry, but yeah, from, from a modern lens, his art is, is rough. Well, it's, it's the same rough. as looking at a lot of those older artists, like the, especially the artists that even go before him. I mean, you look at some of the... I hate to say some of these names, because I think there's a lot of artists from back in the day that have, like, like they're big names, and they are they deserve to be, you know revered for what they did but i think in a, in a modern context their art doesn't always hold up real well but they're all let's hear it so uh, say it like i don't Let think it. i don't think jack kirby's art holds up all that great sometimes oh. he, is, he has some that works really well and i know the next one i know is just going to be i might as well just stick the dagger in and turn if, it if you, if you say ditko i swear to god <laughs> I think those artists that go back that far, like for that time period, amazing artwork. And you can definitely tell what they did has such an effect on everything going forward. But those two are like, like, okay. Oh man, I'm going to get so much hate for this one. Please remember my email address is (laughs) stanstrongcast at gmail.com. Blow it up with your hate for me for this one. But they're like the Rolling Stones and the Beatles of freaking of comics. I understand what they did for. I understand what they did for music, but they're not my try- cup of tea. Are you trying to get me to walk off here? Or am I about to get a mic drop walk off here? No, I, I, I oh, okay, and go, oh, wow. okay, going further into that. Yes, okay. I respect both the, the the Stones and the Beatles, and I respect Ditko and uh, oh God, the name other <laughs> Kirby. Kirby, but. Their wor- artwork doesn't always work for me. And maybe that's the thing. It's like, I'm not saying they're horrible artists. Like, trust me, I've seen way worse artists. It's just, to me, they don't always work the greatest. But in it, but it is sacrilege to say this kind of stuff. And I realize it. <laughs> I am saying some seriously controversial shit. But... Oh, man. Wow. I mean, but then, you know... I, I uh, Actually, I can't say anything bad about John Romita Sr., I like oh, majority uh, his, of his stuff. His stu- his Spider Man stuff is well most most promotional stuff to this day is I, it's either it's either Ramita Senior or McFarland. I mean, and see, I wish I wish uh, Senior would slap Junior in the back of the head and tell him to discover more faces. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> though he's an element for some reason. It's, it's, <clears> you know, we we kind of talked about that with Steve Dillon, where you put him on the right project and, and their art sings. Yeah, Junior's art actually is really good on spider-man most of the time well no but you know what's bad you know what's funny is you know what image pops into my head when i think of john romita jr is there was a cover of avengers when he was on it and it's just got like a bunch of like the faces of the avengers from what i remember but they Uh all have the same fucking face yeah yeah yeah. it's just one's wearing a, a winged helmet one of them's wearing a captain the captain america face mask and one of them is yeah. where, like, the general outline of the face is the same, but he has an Iron Man-looking mug. Yeah, um, I think his longevity is due to his his speed, because uh, apparently he's one of those that just doesn't miss deadlines. Well, that's well, shocker. He only like, it, it, and and I think there's times where that shows. 
Yeah, with absolutely. him. But you know, like, absolutely. and I don't want, I don't want to badmouth people. I, I want to go away from this because I want to. I do not want to badmouth artists because they work <laughs> incredibly hard. Even the shitty ones put a lot of time and effort into their stuff. Let's be let's be real. He could stick a pen up his butt, scooch across a piece of paper, and it would still be better art than what we could do. So, <laughs> well, considering I can draw the 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 S from the nineties, you know the. The infamous the Stussy the S, <laughs> and I can draw I can draw a mean stick figure, but that's go. pretty much it. So yeah, I'm, and I'm by no means saying I'm an artist. You know, um, <laughs> I yeah, I'm lucky if I can. You know, like I said, I'm lucky if I can draw like a sun. Like yeah. I, I always, I'm I'm the person who draws it in the corner, so I only have to do half of it. There you um, go. <laughs> But no, yeah, so, yeah, I, okay, but anyways, I like Walt Simonson's art for the time, and probably I'm impartial because of the iconic Thor run. I well, admit again, that's, pr- that's probably why, that's probably why you wounded me with, with Ditko, is, yeah, I'm, I'm partial to Ditko stuff. And I will also say, though, Ditko, most Ditko and Kirby, most of their stuff I've seen have just been, like, panels out of context. I have not read much of the books that came out, so I couldn't talk to you about, like, their, their storytelling-wise, you, you, you seen, want to be? Oh, go ahead. No, I'm just saying. I've just seen like you know, like random images where it's like yeah. you know, it's very, you know, it's so it's it's out of context. So maybe in context, the art stands out a lot better. So I will say there there are connotation or not connotations, there are sides stuff to this. But I, I, I was gonna say if you if you want to become a fan of Ditko, I don't know if there's any trades out there at the moment, but look for uh, look for his some of his uh, Doctor Strange work. It is good. Oh God, him on Doctor Strange, that'd be interesting because I I do love Doctor Strange. I I'm a sucker for Doctor Strange. Oh, dude, that just made me completely think of <laughs> that that last great Doctor Strange run. God, who did the art on that? I can. Are you th- are you thinking of the the the, the Chris Bacallo? Art? Yes, yes. Yeah. Chris yeah. Bacala uh, with uh, I can't remember who wrote that, but I remember I read it because of was it Jason was Aaron it? wrote that? I think I think it was. It was Aaron. Ba- yeah, like, dude. He that was another artist that he nailed the the fun and the the whimsical of Doctor Strange. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I can't believe I didn't didn't even think of that one until. Wow. <laughs> Well, we knew we couldn't fit fit them all on here. Okay, so I'm 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 gonna go with uh, another one that I know that you you will like because it, he was the artist on a book that you got me hooked on, a little book called The Uncanny X Force. Oh my God, Jerome Pena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like it's almost like <laughs> you just say the name, you drop the mic, you walk out of the room because uh-huh. art, like beautiful art, amazing storytelling. And if you can read the end of the Dark Angel saga and not be fucking crying your eyes out, you have no soul. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was a hard read. It was good stuff, though. That last panel. Oh, my God. The pain in Psylocke's eyes. Yeah. Oh, geez, yeah like, was, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little misty-eyed just, just <laughs> thinking of that image, man. No, 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 that's a solid, solid choice. I love his art. And... What, what I, one thing that always stood out for me with his art was I loved how he drew costumes. They looked real. Oh, like yeah. The, they, the, the, you, the, the, the wrinkles and folds that, that he was able to put into and them. There were times where you felt like if you could zoom in close enough to that image, like you could see the weave of the fabric. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah, he put amazing detail in the art with with actually not a whole lot of extra line work probably either. <laughs> no, no, he's definitely a, 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 an exceptional artist. Yeah. Yeah, his, his stuff with that that Uncanny X-Force. So, like, he was one of those ones. It's like you you'd always kept dropping the name. And, of course, at that time, we were listening to, uh, oh, what was... What oh, was iFanboy? iFanboy, there you go. And they were yeah. they were constantly raving about him. So I'm like, well, I guess I got to check out this freaking Uncanny X-Force run. Yeah. And I have never regretted reading that run since. Yeah, that is... Dude, I almost want to reread that now that you mention it. Dang. I've got all the but trades I'm, in the other room. I'm like... But my, well, am I going to walk right over to your house and pick them up? No, I'm just saying <laughs> I've got them all in my other room. So when I decide to reread it, it's all right there. Oh, okay. I thought you were offering it to me. I'm like, uh, I, I... No. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's a... <laughs> well, you know, I am going to be in town soon. <laughs> I guess I could bring them with me and just have you mail no. them back to me. No, no, no. But, uh, you know I mean? I'm all digital anyway, so I'll just find them online and download them. Yeah. Like a fair. savage. Yeah, pretty much. But, you know, that's a fantastic pick. I'm surprised that that, it, that made it to your list. I, I didn't realize he made that much of an impression on you. It was one of those ones where, like I said, as I was trying to think of names, I went over to my trade shelf. And okay. somehow, like I said, the 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 Dark Angel saga jumped out to me. I'm like, oh God, who did the art on that? Because like I said, that last panel, the look on Psylocke's face is just heartbreaking. Uh-huh. So it's like that, that's going to leave an impression. And the fact that like, you know, the fact that like I saw it and I pulled it off the shelf and like just flipped through it to look at the art again. Uh-huh. That, that's, you know, that's like the chef's kiss. I mean, that's all I have to say. After, after he left uh, that book, he uh, he had a run on. Uh, they, they did they did a, um, the soft well, those soft reboots. You know how Marvel likes it. Le- they love their number ones. Yeah, and so they oh. and so they, they 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 did they did a soft reboot of, of Avengers, that uh, where Hickman came on and uh, and he okay. was the artist on there for uh, I don't know how many of the of the how many issues before he left there, but yeah, his art continued to look phenomenal there. Well, let, let, let's not. Let's not just just hold Marvel to the fact of the 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 soft reboot, the relaunch, whatever you want to call it. DC does it every like three years, it seems like. At least yeah. Marvel usually gives you a good four year run. Not lately. Lately, they're like, oh, are like they? I don't, a, a, a book. A book will get like twelve issues, and then it reboots to number one again. But see, I almost over. I am almost okay with that, though, to an extent. Uh. Well, I'm, I'm, to such an extent, old, I'm such an old fart, I hate it. Well, no, <laughs> to an extent, I am. Because it's... I don't know, it makes it easier to know like when a run go, where a run goes, like as far as like trade-wise, I guess. But from yeah. the standpoint of, yeah, you're going down to like, you know, bargain... You know, putting all the toys back in the toy box, the next person's pulling them out and, do, you know, arranging the toys the way they want them. That uh-huh. I'm not so great about. Yeah, it it but like DC is like I said, what you had New Fifty Two, you had after flat or was it was it Flashpoint led into New Fifty? Yeah, Flashpoint led into New Fifty Two. I can't remember all the events they've had that have like basically relaunched their universe, their their crisis storyline. Now they've got yeah, the, new, yeah. the new DC. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell, dude? Like, just just stop. Nobody's yeah. gonna like. You're, we're not in a collector's market anymore. 
stop trying to do this number one shit just to try to get extra, like make people pay extra money for it. Uh huh. But at least um, you're not doing holographic covers and foil covers you and all just, that anymore. You just like no, you you just hit on something I was about to say. Like my roommate <laughs> the other day, he's like, "Hey, I've uh, I got some comics a buddy gave me. You want to take a look at them?" I'm like, "Oh no, sure." X Men number one. No. Oh no. No no no. <laughs> it, like at least it wasn't. It was not a Jim Lee X Men number one, and it was not a Polly bagged Death of Superman. So it wasn't the big two <laughs> of the. I think I have the jackpot, but I've got like five cents of comic on my hands. Uh-huh. Um, actually, with either of those two, I'm pretty sure you couldn't even sell them to some. Like, you could not pay somebody to take those off your hands because there's so many copies of those two. But uh-huh. no, um, but he's like, hey, yeah, I just, I just want you to take a look at them. Like, see if you, I'm like, well, one, I'm not going to pretend to know how to grade anything or pretend I know what things are worth, but I'll take a look at them, sure. And three of the books he brought to me. Were the chrome-looking covers. Um, there was Incredible Hulk 400, which had like okay. the the like prism-looking kind of uh, chrome cover. You had Venom Lethal Protector number one. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. You know what? Actually, I will say one thing about this book that I almost thought about grabbing it and giving it to you, even though I cannot prove the signature is true. It looks like it's signed by Mark Bagley. Oh wow. Wow. I'm like, if you could confirm that's Mark Bagley's and like get someone to do 100%, I can guarantee somebody might actually be interested in that. Did, did, did Mark Bagley do Lethal Protector? Yes, he did. I looked on oh. the interior. Like, I couldn't tell what the signature was, and I'm like, so I opened it up and found the, the credits, so to speak. I was like, Mark Bagley did pencils, and I look at it, and I'm like, that looks like it says Mark Bagley. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember that being a, a book that he did, though. Well, well there were okay. there were multiple artists on that book, though. Um, oh, okay. But yeah, it was that that old that great number one of like the red chrome cover, which is Venom drooling everywhere on it. Like, what was the uh-huh. third chrome to one out? There's a third one, and I'm like, I looked at him like, yeah, that looks pretty, but that is a bag of garbage. I can guarantee. <laughs> and then there, the fourth, awesome. the fourth one though was just some random like early image book that I never even heard of, huh? Called Trencher. Oh, I've Tren- never heard of that either. Yeah, oh. it, it, it had some real obscure artwork. We're talking like close to, um, oh god, who was the guy that did the Max? Oh, uh, Sam Keith. Yeah, it, it was like getting close to Sam Keith style art. I, I love his art. He's well, no, I like art. it, but it's very obscure. Yeah. It's it's. Yeah. It's like but if Sam Picasso. Keith is where I'm like, yeah. Well, wow. Sam Keith until he does Batman and has ears that last for like three panels. Kelly Jones was the one that did the big big ears on Batman, and it was awesome. I thought didn't Sam Keith do like massive ears too? He did on like when he was doing like a uh, Wolverine and stuff. I could have sworn like his stuff, like he did some stuff on you know Batman. Like I said, where like if you if you had like. A bottom panel of Batman, his his freaking ears would have to go through the top yeah. three panels. No, I love that about Kelly Jones did that with his Batman, and I loved it. Oh god, it's so so stupid, but it was amazing. Oh, dude, thinking of freaking Batman just made me think of Tim Sale. Yeah, oh yeah. man, that's another that's another good one. That's another great artist that did a great Batman runs. But yeah, yeah. um, okay, yeah. The, 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 oh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say, go ahead, because I was going to move on, but you, you obviously had something to say on what we were talking about. So. I, I was going to say, like, uh, we're probably close to wrapping up, but I was just thinking, I, I thought of a, some where I'm like, I wonder, like, why did, 
I'm surprised their name never came up. Like uh, you, you mentioned Tim Sale, and the reason I thought of him was I know he's colorblind, which is amazing that he's able to do what he does. And uh, um, it got me to thinking of oh, another one with poor eyesight, which I think he's passed away now. Is uh, George Perez? He is. He passed. And yeah, that and, uh, was. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that he, he didn't make it on your list. George Perez is one of those ones where it's like I love some of his like you know like his '80s Teen Titan stuff. I think is iconic. But I can't think of a whole lot he's done outside of that for some reason. Didn't you read that uh, Avengers trade? That- I see. I totally forget about that that trade somehow. I don't know. Oh, so good, Kurt Busiek and, and George yeah. Perez. Holy hell, so good. <laughs> There's another one that just popped into my head for a second there, and I lost it already. So it must not have been too important. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah. No, George. I don't know why George Perez didn't really. Didn't really pop into my head, but yeah, he's, but, he's another one of those ones that I think goes like with the like, he's iconic, like you yeah. know his like special. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. It's it's this is definitely an honorable mention. Um, oh God, I just lost his name again. The guy that did the cover for the New Mutants Demon Bear Saga. Oh, uh, Bill Bill Sinkevitz. Sinkevitz. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Um, once again, doing the like going back to my my love of the just like completely abstracted art style. Like his stuff mm-hmm. is just Looney Tunes, wild, yeah, wild. It's, it's but, good stuff. But since we're close to wrapping up, I, I did want to po- po- pose a question there. So, gun to your head, who's your favorite artist? Uh, I don't know where to go with this. You don't have one. Wow. I might. Most, 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 you know what's most funny is I might have really to go with the last name I have on this list because there's. I know there's a name you probably expected me to throw out there that I have not thrown out there just yet. Okay. Let's hear it. Olivier Coipel. Ooh. Because I'm not argue one, that. he is good. Once again, an artist that has probably the most like modern era Thor most iconic run. To oh, me. Oh yeah. Oh, he completely reinvented the character visually from from the assignments and stuff. And like, if I could ever find a wall big enough, I would display that wall banner I have. That's the entire like the entire Asgardian universe drawn by him. It is so beautiful. And every now and then, I pull it out and just roll it out on the floor so I can look at it, and then roll it back <laughs> up and put it away because I do not have a wall big enough for it. It yeah. is that long. But his no, yeah that, his oh, his work with freaking Thor. No, that's a solid one for for your favorite artist ever. Yeah, that's that's a good one. I mean, I, I, it's weird that it, it is a more technically modern artist. Let's face it, you know, like what, right. he came like what I think. I don't know. I don't know what the first like when he came onto the scene, but I know the earliest work I can think of is he did work on House of M with uh, mm-hmm. Bendis. Yep. But like his Thor run was what just after Civil War because it was when because Thor gets brought back from the dead and like uh-huh. within issues is beating the shit out of Tony Stark for cloning him. Uh huh. Yeah. Good <laughs> so, stuff. Good stuff. No, that's fa- that's fantastic. Yeah. Like I'm surprised you weren't like okay. What like I I in my head I'm like I'm waiting for this last like I could just picture you in your head being like why hasn't he said Koi Pell yet? How has he not no, said Koi no. Pell yet? <laughs> no, no, that's, I, I didn't even think about that. But, um, but, but no, that, that's that's fantastic. Before I tell you mine, can you guess what mine is? I'm sure you can. We talked about it before. It seems it 
it, it should be really obvious to me. I'm, 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 I'm just trying to think of a, a really iconic Spider-Man artist because that seems to me like where it has to be. Actually, it's not. Okay, well then I'm going to be. Wh- Is it the guy that did the the Hulk cover you really liked, where he's got the long hair and he's holding Iron Man into the ground? No, that's Will Sportacio, and he's phenomenal too. Okay, if you want to, if you want a guy that can do. Will Sportacio is amazing too because uh, he, I think he's a, a master at, at anatomy. Mm-hmm. He's so he's so good at it that when he exaggerates it, you believe it. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh God, but oh, I love that cover. But anyway, uh, no, my my favorite artist. Like, gun to my head. Who's your favorite artist? It's Mark Silvestri. God damn it! I sh- oh my god! <laughs> How did I not think of that one? And it's not not modern Mark Silvestri. I'm talking '80s, '90s Mark, uh, Mark Silvestri, when his style was really scratchy, and uh, you could tell his style left left a lot to up to his inker to finish. Yeah, that's fair. And uh, and because uh, his, his the best pairing for him was always, in my opinion, back in the day was when his inker was Dan Green. Mark and Dan were 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 the, were the team. And uh, no, I loved his art. His art was so. And, and I think part of that is because of the first comic book I ever bought with my own money, I, I will always remember it. I will always remember the cover. It's a printed on me until the day I die. Was Wolverine number thirty-one, and that was his first issue. So it was the first comic I bought, and the, and the first time I was exposed to him as an artist, and I was completely blown away. Now, is it one of those iconic covers that a lot of people remember, or is it just a, a throwaway cover? Uh, God. I don't know because I think I think my perception is is colored. I'd be like Ooh, yeah. I'd be like oh yeah, it's iconic. But I mean it's like almost- <laughs> I mean like there's the iconic cover of like you know him without the mask like with his hand up and the claws out in yeah, front of him yeah, kind that, of thing. Yeah, you're thinking that the Wolverine uh, that was the Wolverine number one uh, miniseries. Well, yeah, I'm just I'm just saying like there are yeah, like, the, from, the iconic uh, covers or whatever. Frank, Frank and Frank Miller did that one. Can you imagine a guy's style has changed as much? But. But no, no. Uh, Sylvester's art. I, I've loved his art. His scratchy. It's rugged. It's just it, like I think he would have been awesome if if you put him on a book like Scalped. It would have been amazing, which it already was anyway. But he just has that gritty style that I like. Um, his women are the the way he drew women was not anatomically correct, but they were always beautiful. They always looked like supermodels. Okay, Mark, did Mark Silvestri do, like, was he the one behind Witchblade and yes. uh, The cre- Darkness? Darkness, Witchblade, yeah. He created both. Okay. Uh, um, and But the thing is, I loved his style. I always have. I probably always will. I don't like his modern style, though. His style hasn't changed, but inking and coloring have. And they, yeah. don't, they don't mesh well with his style, just- in my opinion. And see, we you know, like talking about Witchblade and Darkness actually made me think of uh, Stepan Stefan oh, San- Sandrick. I, 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 I don't remember. I don't remember how to pronounce. It. I know who you're talking about. The but one that the, did uh, Sunstone. Uh, Sunstone. Yeah. Oh my God, that is another painterly, beautiful artist. Sorry, just another yeah, side no, note. But there, yeah. No, that's that's great. But no, that so that's that would be my pick. Gun to my head it was I, I. I've always loved his art. I oh, could. God. I could definitely see that one. Do you remember how remember how pissed I was when he when he uh, came on to Hulk and then like and then he was gone in like 
three issues. I remember that. And then you like <laughs> later you felt bad about how pissed you got because it was what he was sick or something like that. And that's why he yeah. stepped away from the book. So I you th- felt I a little was, guilty. It was something. It was major too. He, I think he had something like colon cancer or something. Yeah, or, it, it was, rectal. it was not, it wasn't like he just didn't want to do the work. It like got, was, la- got yeah. lazy and dipped out. Yeah. It was yeah. like he had to step, but I was looking so forward to that run. And, and I loved his, his uh, character design for Hulk in that run too. Yeah. That, Big grizzly beard. Yep. Yeah. Oh God, it looked awesome. <laughs> but, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, we've actually we've actually gone an hour and eleven minutes. Shocker. That's that's actually a uh, that's actually probably a longer one. Given still the longest about an hour and a half with Anthony, but that's not <laughs> shocking. Yeah. Um, so okay, so I guess we will wrap it up here. So anyone listening, thank you, and uh, I will. Say, once again, if you want to get a hold of me with your hate mail because of the controversial things I have said today, um, you can reach me at standstrongcast at gmail.com. And with that, I will say see you guys in two weeks. Bye-bye.